0: When you're an entrepreneur with a great idea, it can be daunting to find funding. Startup Raven takes the process out of your hands by helping entrepreneurs connect and learn about potential investors all in one place, without any long-filled forms or thousand questions. Sign up for early access at StartupRaven.com. The German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io bringing you another interview in our cooperation with Invest in Hessen, the investment promotion agency of the state of Hessen here in Germany around Frankfurt. This in this recording, of course, was made possible by Invest in Hessen. Right now, I do have a guest who is here with me. Hey, Fahid, how you doing?
1: Hi, Joe. How are you? Thank you for having me on on, on Startup Radio, and um, glad to be and uh, here, of course.
0: Totally my pleasure. Everybody who is watching the YouTube video already knows that you are with on app because you're wearing the respective hoodie. But let us first go a little bit through your CV. I've seen you did a bachelor's in Cologne and Paris, I would assume a dual degree.
1: Exactly. So I, I started my journey in Cologne, Cologne Business School. Nowadays, I think they have a rebranded, uh, rebranded to CBS International Business School. So it was a bachelor's in finance. And I and I conducted my semester abroad in in Paris Business School, of course. Yeah.
0: Okay. Can you give us a secret? Where's the best place to for breakfasting in Paris? Wow! It
1: depends Whoa. if you can. <laughs> it depends if you can afford it, because uh, back that times so I couldn't afford much, um, so it was uh, um, very tricky to find a good place to have a breakfast there. And yet, uh, <laughs> to be afforded, um, as you know, Paris is such an expensive luxury lifestyle. So, um, and I was in Paris directly, so mm-hmm. it was not uh, the easiest way. But of course, um, you can just walk around in Paris. It's a wonderful street and you can have mm-hmm. a croissant and uh, a coffee anywhere and we will enjoy it.
0: And mm-hmm. um, I, I think the bars there are called arrondissements, which arrondissements did you live in.
1: Where I have been living there, you mean?
0: Yeah, uh, in, in which arrondissement? Which which location within?
1: I, I think it's it's called La Diffon, near La Défense, uh, it mm-hmm. was uh, the sixth district, something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was near La Diffon. so I I was watching the, uh, I forgot the names, the Champs Elysees, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, from from that place because the La Défense was a uh, um, a little bit on a on a higher mm-hmm. level. So you were watching all, all Paris from that uh, spot.
0: Very nice. Uh, strong recommendation because this is going live shortly before Christmas. And um, before Christmas, Paris is always worth a trip because they'll have beautiful decorated city, um, awesome food, and, um, of course, great stuff to see. Um, But then you went for an MBA in the UK, right?
1: Exactly. Where did you go there? Uh, Buckingham uh, Shire New University so mm-hmm. it's it's a um a, an university founded i think almost 200 years ago so i decided to have a mix of 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 degrees um germany france and uk i think um best degrees in europe i think mm-hmm. so this was um my choice and, um, it was, the MBA was, was a very general, um, as you know, MBA is, is, for general administrative, uh, skills, etc. But I, when I started my MBA, I started at the same, um, a moment, uh, my startup, uni
0: Mm-hmm. And but I still see you worked at the same time for three years, first in a private rating agency, then and as an investment advisor. So can you take us a little bit along the journey, what you did there, what you learned, and how did you run in parallel on the app?
1: When I started my uh, my career, it was in, in back in, in Germany, let's say 2015. It was at Ferry Group. Ferry Group is a... I'm um, an asset manager with uh, 34 billions of euros in assets under management. And my role was there in day one, a uh, student trainee. Um, I developed myself. I, I presented new ideas, um, expansion plans uh, to the board and CEO of the company, of the group. And <clears throat> I was taken seriously and I, I got the chance to prove that um, I can lead such a project. And then, um, step by step, I I I got from um, from the financial accounting department to hedge funds, and then to a senior advisor of the group, where I was responsible for our expansion in uh, in Middle East and Africa, pitching uh, triple digit million amounts um, to public funds, sovereign wealth funds, uh, uh, the biggest asset managers and family offices in the world, uh, here and there and everywhere so this was my role there afterwards i wanted to develop my career uh, further so i joined um, a small investment bank boutique where i got um, a success percentage in the company um and took over the mna senior advisory role for um, for real estate transactions uh, a big real estate transactions as well with with sovereign wealth funds i was handling the MENA region, um, um, Asia, and, and many other um, places where I expanded my network, um, built a new network, and opened a lot of business opportunities um, and investment opportunities um, in Europe for uh, different parts of the world. Um, then after a couple of years, I, I even got a, um, an executive role at a, a big German holding group called Volinvest. And then uh, suddenly I started Uniapp, and uh, I thought with with a startup I will work less. Uh, it was a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it was really a trap. So um, of course I'm I'm working twenty four seven. It feels like twenty four seven really. Like even when I sleep, I dream about tasks.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. Uh, we may add for everybody who doesn't know that Mina means Middle East and North. Africa, and I'm actually surprised now hearing this story. Okay, you've been in the real estate business, and then you founded an ad check. Why didn't you go for a prop tech startup? That, that, That would have made more sense from this angle.
1: You know, coming up with new ideas are based on some, most of the time, private experience. It's something happened to you in your private life, it happened to you while um experience experiencing anything it could be financial things where you found like i can do this better it could be run uh, in a uh, smoother way or on on any kind of journey as a customer as a client as a as a as a user of any app of any services even if it's in a tech service or even on a classical approach and for myself when i started tuning up it was more um that my background as an international student. I joined and studied at international schools. So I knew that I can do things better. I can ease the journey. I can issue a lot of, of, of services that can can be done in one app, etc. So I had a vision of putting all of that everything that an international student can 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 need. I can put it in one app and solve the whole um, problem of course it's it's easy, but the hardest um, part is executing, and this mm-hmm. is the key in, in all of that uh, startup world do you ca- can you execute things? Um, can you put things together and um, show us the the outcome, or is it just a vision a nice idea that you can't execute
0: mm-hmm. ideas are cheap execution is hard um, one question about the Naming Uni App, it, it totally makes sense here in Germany and in Europe. You say you attend university. Um, in German, you say, Ich gehe zur Universität. Um, that makes sense for the Americans. It's a little bit more college, but you stuck uh, first to the European angle.
1: Um, we established, as you know, we established in Germany and for us, it's, it's, uh, the main focus was well, the German market to ge- digitalize the whole, um, educational sector in Germany, which we are achieving huge milestones. A lot of universities, colleges and schools reach out to use the technology to ge- digitalize the, the, the journey for a, a potential student, whatever. Um, at the very beginning, we even didn't decide for UniApp. It was Udros. Udrus um, was uh, is the an Arabic name called study mm-hmm. so it was udrus.com, study.com in Arabic our main focus was bringing the Arabic speaking countries or students to Germany When we established we we saw the traction going globally like coming uh, students coming from India Bangladesh Pakistan, China um, uh, Middle East Africa um, even from North America. And, and, um, and s- South, South Europe. So we decided that that name doesn't make sense, future oriented. So we had a lot of ideas, tech, tech ideas. So we kept address.com as a a lead management, um, platform. It is a technology with a search engine. If you go to address.com, it acts like a search engine. You will immediately from the homepage, um, recognize that I can search for something and it's, Um, schools, universities and programs and degrees. But UniApp was the name which I fought for to get the domain, to get the trademark and everything else And the past um, 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 12 to 18 months um, to promote globally. And it really um, did good. Like UniApp is the easiest and most self-explained name in that space. So it's very easy. Like when you speak about we have a uni app, like, ah, you do something with universities. Even if you don't know what is uni app, you immediately know that it's something about education. And um, uni is not just universities. You can say uni for universal. And you have a broader reach. Um, Services and features which will be included in the uni app will be like everything. You can mm-hmm. uh, chat, you can use it for social communication. You can uh, check feeds, news, and and um, open a bank account, uh, get your health insurance, um, so many things. So it is a uni app for universally to, to use it for universities, students attending universities, um, kids planning to attend universities, dreaming of graduating um, from universities. So it's all in one.
0: Mhm. Um at first we got a little bit of the impression that is so to say a customer journey when you want to attend a certain university but can you take us along the journey for example take a student somewhere in the middle east who learns about Uni app and what he or she can do there and how the uh, and then uh, at a later stage, we talk about what it does for the universities, for the colleges, for the institutions of higher education.
1: Okay. I will simplify the journey, not speaking about technology and how we do it in, in, in terms of technology. But um, for our students, it's very easy to use. They have a, a app called UniApp. And with that UniApp, you can create one profile. It's called My UniApp. This profile includes all your data. Your educational background, what you have achieved, transcripts, CVs, uh, recommendation letters, um, work experience, certificates of your, um, uh, prior work experience, everything else. Mm-hmm. So all your documents are in your My Uni app. And mm-hmm. that profile, once it's completed 100%ly, you can use it to do anything offered on Uni app. So you can apply for language schools. You can apply for online degrees and courses. You can apply for your bachelor's, master's, or uh, pathway. Um, you can do everything. So it is your key as a student to access all UniApps partner schools and and, and, and and partners, generally speaking, in terms of um, accommodation provider, um, banks, health insurance, and whatever.
0: I see. Um, You said... When we talked before that, uh, but first, before we go into that, where is the utility for the institutions of learning, the universities, the language schools? How do they profit from
1: joining ONIA? Exactly. So first of all, they have a broadened reach. Um, Students are struggling through when they start or deciding first they want to study abroad or study anywhere. What's the first thing they do first, they go to a search engine, regardless which one Good they, exactly <laughs> so they they type batches or what's the best school um where can I study this uh what's the requirements for that? when is the intakes so they get a lot of manipulated outcomes. the first ten five to ten outcomes are ads and then the best s e o um um provider, so it's none. Uh, it doesn't make sense for a student just to go his, his best and most important journey through the, just the suggestion of a search engine. Mm-hmm. So what we have done here is created a search engine that is not being manipulated by ads where students can explore all study programs and apply with one single touch or click. For universities, first of all, you have a digital approach. So you have all your data, all your information of the student applying to you in a digital way where you can process it. Mm -hmm. Use UniApp as a CRM tool. You can communicate with the student. You can answer communities of students. You can reach out to a um, broader network of students via marketing emails, um, sending them direct messages, um, um, having everything organized as an admission center in Frankfurt and everything else. So this is something uh, universities didn't have access to. And this is what we have organized. So we organized the whole space.
0: They basically relied on their SEO, on their marketing, to just get people in and get them on their own systems. Exactly. Ah, I see. When we talked before, you talked about searching for degrees and that you take into account 600 inputs. If we talk about every input here, this interview will get very, very long. So we skip this. But can you hit some of the highlights, some of the data points you are using to match eventually the institution and the student?
1: No, I had uh, said it before on, 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 on German TVs in German um, that some. If I want to explain it in a very simple way, what kind of technology we are trying to uh, produce? You can put in the algorithms of a dating app and uni app, and they will be exact matching. But instead of matching um, 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 someone who who wants to date, it's more matching the university that can accept this student with his potential, and the student can reach his potential in in that um, school. So this is in short what what the 600 inputs are all about. So if you give us your full um, profile, and uh, let's say um, you provided that you have a budget of XY, and we know that, for example, in London, you can't uh, live through with with such a budget, we will not recommend some schools in, in that region. So we will exactly match you to schools where you feel free and good and comfortable to study at also reach your um, full potential, like soft skill matching and everything else, what's the culture, what's the first language, second language, maybe visa barriers, the minimum maximum um, cost of living, of accommodation, uh, the minimum maximum cost of uh, transportation, et cetera. So we ta- take all the, these aspects and put it together in a machine learning, and then we match you um, um, to our school. Of course, this is a very complicated algorithm um, and we are still not deploying it at the moment, um, to have, let's say we, we reached now, um, over 20,000 students are using UniApp. So we are trying to uh, f- test it on a hundred thousand students and then deploy it.
0: Um, how, how many, as you said, how many students do you have right now using the UniApp?
1: In less and less than two months, over 20,000. Over 20,000. That is pretty impressive.
0: Um, I was wondering when you talked about the costs of living, I'm sure London, Paris and New York really stand out in terms of costs, but have there been some cities where you've been surprised? Oh my God, this is so expensive. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh Living, yeah. I would say. Um Accommodations. Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Because a lot uh, of students are aiming to study in Dubai as well. Mm-hmm. And many, many UK institutions and schools are opening a campus in you in, in Dubai. So we see that that kind of, of, of transformation mm-hmm. as well.
0: I I heard the same about Singapore. I would assume that's also pretty expensive. Exactly. hmm I see. Um you said you bootstrapped OniApp.com within a year to one million annual recurring revenues. Is that true? And where do you stand right now?
1: Um, when we raised one million for, for, for Uni app, it was, the aim was to build the technology. So while building the technology, we were online, but we were confused. We had huge traction. We have, a, we had a lot of users signing up. Um, we launched, I think 10 days ago, our app on iOS and Android, and we have over 5,000, um, downloads for Uni app. All of that numbers are too big for uh, um, just an estab- establishment. Um, so we really decided even to raise more funds at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we are still um, building internally the organization in a in a professional way, where you have a hierarchy and processing and uh, trying to deliver the most quality to to. Um, um, users using UniApp because it's not just clients and students. It's also agencies, it's uh, universities, mm-hmm. um, study advisors, um, account managers. So there are a lot of, of parties using the same app in different roles, processing all of that together.
0: So that means you're now beyond 1 million annual recurring revenue?
1: You know, we are currently fundraising. <laughs> so uh, so I, I, I'd rather not disclose numbers. Um, am um, just, um, because of the sensitivity of, of, uh, mm-hmm. big investors and VCs, um, they don't want their, the other investors in the ecosystem to exactly know and what they have invested mm-hmm. and why. Uh, so I think at that moment I have to be very, uh, confidential about numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, can you tell us in terms of users, how fast you're currently growing in terms of percentage, are you doubling like each year?
1: we double sometimes uh, weekly Whew. so yeah. uh, like i we had for example um and when when we founded uni app we had four students mm-hmm. and then a whole next year we had 100 students mm-hmm. and and now in last three months we got 20k and daily even when i refresh the page i wanna to Give you a, um, um, an idea about that, do you remember when Facebook first announced their first one million user? Mm-hmm. They were counting down like ninety nine 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 point nine nine five nine nine eight nine nine one million and then they celebrated for an hour and they came back. It was already two million so it really <laughs> the uh, yeah so it really doubles very fast. you are scaling very fast uh, you can't follow um how many users and and things of course we have a professional dashboard and um but of course every time when i go out and come back i see hundreds of students using the app
0: mm-hmm. um what would you say are your biggest competitors
1: in terms of globally doing things um um our competitors were which i i assume they are competitors they are focused on niches they are focused only on um, B2B, uh, they are not providing a CRM admission tool for schools, for example. Uh, there is a lot of lack. There is no super app for international students. And I think we are the first mover at the moment. In terms of similar similar companies who are we competing with, I think there is a lot, plenty of them. I think there is Leap, Adventist, Apply uh, Abroad, Apply Board, Apply mm-hmm. Uh, Everywhere, like there is a lot of similar similarity in the names, even uni app, there is uni apply, uni Mm -hmm. uh, apply now, uni apply then. So, um, the names are all focused around uni uh, app apply, uh, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But you have to imagine one thing, Joe. Do you know that more than a hundred billion US dollars are paid in tuition yearly?
0: I, I could imagine I went to college in Texas and it can be pricey, yeah?
1: Exactly. So imagine that out of 100 billion yearly paid in tuition, there is still no market leader having even close to 1% of that market. So imagine they have a huge market with so much potential, but still there is room for not like UniApp or, uh, only or our competitors or our current competitors, but even if there like hundreds of similar ideas like UniUp coming into the market, there will be room and space for them to make a huge um, um, institution out of it. It's a huge market. It's a very huge market. I
0: was wondering, just talking about your market, is your business seasonal? Because in Germany, you usually start in half semester, which is around starting around October. In the US, you start college um, sometime in September and um i could see the business being a little bit seasonal
1: there is that true not actually the outcome is seasonal of course but the business it's ongoing nonstop why there is no students saying tomorrow is the intake i submit my my um application today it's a preparation it's a planning It's sometimes six months before the intake, before the starting, sometimes a year before. So you have ongoing operations, ongoing tasks. A lot of intakes are different. There are private schools having intakes in Jan, February, March, and then there are schools in April and in the summer and whatever. So you don't have a seasonal business, but you have more an operational ongoing um, goal to um, make the, let's say, the, the the application and the student enrollment as smooth as possible. But even when the student enrolls, you have thousands of other students preparing for the next intake. So it's ongoing. It's not seasonal. The outcome is seasonal. Like in terms of a business revenue and a business um, outcome, maybe you have a two shots yearly with, with the university where you get your, um, your, your outcome or your, let's say, uh, the revenues. But you still have a lot of of different schools, different systems, uh, different intakes here and there.
0: You talked about um, up to six months prior. Um, I assume if you do st- if you need st- standardized tests like SAT or GMAT, um, there should even be a longer runway. How long before? you actually start your university, would you recommend the students really to go on to UniApp and get pre- started to prepare?
1: That's why we prepared AI. And some students don't need even the preparation because if you are a German student, you meet all the requirements. You don't need a visa or any language tests. You can just apply um, days before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a private school will process your application. They have space uh, for you and that's it. And sometimes it takes you like eight to 12 months because there are visa barriers. The embassy is closed in your countries. There are political aspects to be taken. Like we had students from Afghanistan. They had to travel from Afghanistan to Mumbai and they apply um, um, in the uh, uh, in the consulate to have a visa as an Afghani applying through India to travel from India to Germany. So there's a, a lot of complications, but there is no uh, specific formula to say This is the exact time. This is the best time. No, Mm -hmm. it's just depending on what's your inputs and what's your profile and where you're coming from and what kind of passport you have.
0: Rule of thumb is the longer you have runway, the better it is. I was wondering where you guys are available right now. You talked about an app. I would assume you're on Android and iOS.
1: We are Android, iOS, everywhere globally. Mm -hmm. We have users from over 80 countries globally. Mm -hmm. We have an operational team in India. Bangladesh, Pakistan, Jordan, Egypt, Dubai, um, Kenya, um, Senegal, uh, Germany. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we are expanding. We are expanding. We are doing, we have a daily brainstorming on doing things better and faster and and scale.
0: Mm -hmm. I see. Um, We are talking today because you raised one million seat funding in Q2 this year. Given the current situation, do you have? Uh, by the way, congratulations to that. Given the current situation, do you have any recommendation for how to prepare and pitch investors?
1: First of all, try try to find a proof for your for your concept. Um, mm-hmm. Nowadays, VCs, big VCs, big investors tend to invest in founders, not in ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was proven wrong that not the best ideas succeed, but sometimes the best um, executors succeed. And if you have an idea and you can't execute it, at least find someone who has the experience and can execute such a vision or such an idea. Um, especially if it's a business-oriented startup. That's it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You already said you're currently fundraising, so I assume you're open to talk to new investors. Definitely. Um, Of course, you're looking for money also to hire people. Are you currently hiring? What What roles are you looking for?
1: Um, we we have a lot of open positions, like in different countries, recruitment, key account managers, business development managers, um, junior analysts, um, data scientists. Uh, we have a lot of openings in IT um, department. Um, I need an executive assistant, for example, to make my life easier. I have hundreds of meetings scheduled um, weekly, um, um, and I don't attend most of them. Um, so there is a lot. A lot. We are really scaling and growing very fast. Like,
0: mm-hmm. um, do, do you have a, um, a careers website that you could send me? We can link down here in the show notes.
1: We have uh, not made that happen on our website. We usually use third parties for that, like mm-hmm. Indeed, LinkedIn, um, Stepstone, whatever. But very soon, we our HR department will start having a portal on our website for openings. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means we'll link down here to show notes. There's approximately a little bit over a month until this is published. So maybe there are the first hints already here. Um, We're running now a little bit longer than the usual interview already. You're a great guest. Thank you for that. And this interview is sponsored by Invest in Hessen. So I was wondering um why you said shop at shop in hessen and what do you feel the advantages
1: are frankfurt is home for me so i've been um offered a lot of opportunities in the gcc countries uh in the us um as a career um even in germany in different um in baden-württemberg to to move to some some other regions but hessen frankfurt is home and um this is how i how I was, was raised. And, um, I like to stay home.
0: Mm -hmm. I see. Um, you now have the unique opportunity to address the decision makers here in the state. What would you wish for? Um, what are concerns? What, what is a question, um, and ask a favor, um, to address them? What could they do to improve the climate for entrepreneurs here?
1: I think we have, I, I don't say bad, but compared to a lot of ecosystem, startup ecosystem, we have the worst. To be honest, I'm from Frankfurt, I'm from Hessen, and I know that we are way behind. Decision makers don't understand what technology is. Um, they support startups in terms of a new established business venture, uh, but don't really get who's the next big thing. What is technology? Um... Etc. And um, I think there is very limited support, unreasonable support. And I think they have to do a lot to support this, especially to attract more investors to Hessen, to attract more startups, to encourage young, talented people to join startups and establish their own startups. So I think there is a lot missing. Like I've been to many countries. I visited a lot of many um, startups globally. Um, if it's in the Arabic-speaking countries, like Dubai, um, Saudi Arabia, and they are the one with innovations. They are the one with with um, the right ecosystem for startups. But it should be the other way around. To be honest, we have the capacity in Germany. Uh, we have the budget we have a lot of things that a lot of other countries don't have. We have institutions and we have many, many other things I don't want to mention and go deep in the topic, but I mean um, I think there is a lot of missing things and I wish that decision makers will focus on how to support startups because startups can't solve any economical problem. Like Mm -hmm. if you see in the US the whole country is based on Startups
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of other countries currently raising and having um, companies uh, uh, in value of billions, they are all startups, they are not long time established um, um, companies, mm-hmm. and that's what we are missing. We are really relying on uh, manufacturers that are years um, um, old, decades, and sometimes a century old, and this is not the future. This is a part of the economy, but this is not the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, I thank you very much. That gives... Um, I hope I was not harsh. It, it, it's an open question. And you also can address wishes, shortfalls. And I do believe for the political decision makers, there will be something to think about. I do believe they un- already understood that in Germany... All across the country, there, there's of course a lot of for improvement. Um, there political decision makers understand that across Germany, there's a lot of room for improvement. And I do believe you just picked uh, one aspect out of that. Um, and of course, I would be more than happy if they do more for startups regionally here. Faid, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. And of course, let us know when you raised another funding round and uh, we'll be ha- very happy to share the news.
1: Thank you, Joe. It was really great talking to you. I hope the last part of the interview didn't destroy a lot. Um, but I think uh, sometimes we have to crit- uh, criticize the, the, the decision makers uh, because it's not about myself. I succeeded in raising, and we are going straight forward. And scaling, but there are a lot of, of entrepreneurs um, struggling through the process and need a lot of support and attention. And I wish they will get all the attention and support needed from decision makers and from the ecosystem and everyone around them. Great. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye bye. Have a good one. Bye bye. Cheers.
0: That's all, folks. Find more news, stream. startuprad.io Remember, sharing is caring.